All right. Well, welcome everybody to the July third edition of Cascadian Views. It's the day before Independence Day, and I've got Dan with me here. How are you doing? Howdy, howdy. Doing all right. All right. How are you doing, Brock? I'm a little sore after the fucking we got from the Supreme Court. Um, yeah, feels they pretty bad. For the end. Yeah. Yeah. We had a string of just absolutely terrible decisions. Uh. I guess we'll start with chronologically what I think was the earliest one for this week. Uh, Race-aware college admissions are no longer permissible in the United States. So, Yeah, Yeah, they kind of couched it in some, here are some very convoluted instructions as to how it may still be done, but it's so complicated and obscure, and, but yeah, it basically ends it. Yeah. Per per the test set down, basically any th- there can be no negative inference because of race. There there can be no situation where somebody would have got in but didn't, and the deciding factor was somebody's race. Which so you're allowed to have affirmative action as long as it doesn't impact anything, as long as it it doesn't actually change anything. Yeah, yeah. So you, if you, you can try to use race to make your university more diverse but if it actually does then yeah no it's not an acceptable test so yeah what 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 the hell um okay sure um sounds like the typical you know robert court approach to race over the last you know 18 years or so anyway where they you know catch 22 it all the way down so great the the opinion put in what I think is a pretty common legal theory in conservative circles that affirmative action was needed for a while, but it's no longer required, and we have a colorblind society for whatever fantasy world you live in, if you believe that. But um, Robert specifically said it's time for it to come to an end, in in the opinion. That so, that seems like something I've been hearing pretty much all my life from right wing media. Yeah, well, also from Roberts himself. I mean, that was basically the rationale for Shelby County. So yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, you know, at least the man's consistent. Uh, the one racism is over. Yeah. So does John Roberts. The the one the one thing I kind of hang my hat on is. Affirmative action has actually been illegal in California for quite a while. It was uh, banned in the state by ballot measure. So the University of California system has done a pretty good job at keeping diversity up in college campuses without engaging in affirmative action. I think there are lessons that other universities can take to achieve the goals that they want to achieve in this new legal framework. Yeah certainly be a uh, pretty big consulting industry coming from that i think yeah yeah and that's that's certainly been something that you know i would say a lot of probably not just california i mean they've done it that was by ballot measure i want to say um probably i would expect other university at least public university systems have been that way for some time this is really probably mostly coming for you know the last few 
I would say, private university systems that still have some of these, you know, uh, some, some of these tests in place, but I would guess a lot of public schools are probably been fairly race neutral in their admin, admissions already. But the cases targeted Harvard and was it MIT for the other one? I think that could be. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Those are, is MIT a private school? Uh, I believe. I believe it is. Yes, it's a private yep. land grant research university. Yes. You're reading the first sentence of the Wikipedia page, just like I was. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, then uh, I guess we can move on from pulling the rug out from underneath African Americans to pulling the rug out from underneath students, where in two cases, took the court two cases to get to the answer they wanted, they nixed Biden's student loan uh, forgiveness program uh, it, with what I can only describe as a Calvin Ball rationale. So yeah. first off, they dismissed the first case 9-0 on lack of standing. None of these states had been harmed. Uh, in the second case, which was officially the Nebraska case, but the court dug a little bit. Missouri. Yeah, and uh, decided Missouri of all states had standing because they have a state owned student loan reprocessing something or other. Uh, and so, yeah. Yeah, so the, the forgiveness would actually financially cost an entity controlled by the state of Missouri, not even the state of Missouri, an entity controlled by the state of Missouri to lose money, which was enough to give Missouri standing. Uh, and it's it's just a completely batshit rationale. It it boils down to, to yeah, it boils yeah. down to the law says you can do this, but this is really big, so the law is to make super specifically clear that they mean specifically this. It's the most bullshit decision I have ever seen written down on paper. It is absolutely bonkers. Well, and it was it was nonsense as far as again finding standing you know they found this entity again that is not i mean the description of it as being controlled by missouri is not really true either it was created by missouri but it is you know again quasi-independent and pays taxes to missouri so it's basically it's, the equivalent of uh freddie mac but for students from missouri Right. So again, it's pointing to Mohela should have been a plaintiff if it felt like it was going to be harmed, but it didn't sue. So, you know, the John Roberts court was again looking for plaintiffs that did not bring a lawsuit in the first place and found a stand, you know, found standing that way and decided that that was how they could go ahead and decide the case on the merits and decide that that was how they could determine that the Biden administration had exceeded its authority. So, yeah. Which, the law gives them the authority to modify or change these loans 
uh, following the declaration of a disaster or, or emergency. We were under a federal emergency for COVID at the time that this was announced. It is exactly the situation that the law envisioned. They were uh, modifying and changing these loans by writing them off. This is Congress has authorized this. You don't get to go back to Congress and tell them, are you really, 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 really sure? Yeah. It's, it was pretty nonsense. Uh, one of, you know, probably one of the most nonsensical ones this term. I think the, you know, the... Oh, I've got one that's even better. We're going to talk about it here in a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, 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 the website one is definitely worse. But Which doesn't even have a, a doesn't even have a plaintiff. Yeah, yeah, or or it doesn't even have you know a, a person that you know came to you know, yeah the, uh, yeah yeah it's absurd, absolutely absurd. But yeah, it's just total nonsense and features some serious whining by Roberts at the end about how you know people are accusing us of you know of ceding our authority. It's like, well, because you are. <laughs> you're yeah. making up these you're inventing plaintiffs so you can go out and go into the world and issue these preemptive rulings on policy acting like a super legislature he's inventing yeah. legal rules that are nowhere in the constitution show me where it says congress can you know has to pass two laws if it's so important it's oh my god I've never been more disappointed in the court and Robert's getting uber butthurt about Elena Kagan of all people's dissents is just the cherry on top for me. He he is really pissed about that. Yeah. Uh, she did a little bit of trolling of him too. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, on on the day that these opinions were released, including Robert's, you know, calling for less strenuous uh dissents she read two full dissents from the bench I, it put like a 15 minute pause in between opinion releases she read her entire dissent from the from the bench good for her yeah oh, man. yeah i was following along with the scotus live blog and uh they they just had she's still going she's still going i thought she was stopping so i came back from the cafeteria but she's still going and they have to wait for all that to be done until they, you know, release the next opinion. It's it it made it drag out for quite a while, uh, quite a ways. And Kagan was enjoying every minute of it. I assume just sticking it to Roberts when he was so sanctimonious in his bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I I guess that's enough lead-in for us to get to the Colorado case, which involves yeah. a. Uh, wedding designer, uh, wedding website designer, which is right. an oddly specific career choice. Mm -hmm. uh, Definitely a thing, yeah. Who was engaged to, well, that's a poor choice of words considering we're talking about marriages. Yeah. Uh, she was solicited to design a website for a man who was marrying his male spouse. We'll, we'll get to it in a second. And declined. Uh, a case was filed by, uh, or an administrative fine was issued by the state of Colorado. Uh, this is the same body that got us the the bakery case a couple terms ago. Uh, it came out 
pretty much on the eve of the decision, like a week before that, that the guy whose name is actually on this solicitation has never heard of this website designing place, is not gay, is in fact married to a woman, has been for like 17 years, has, has never done any of this. Uh, they apparently, somebody, quite possibly, if you do a little digital forensics that are not court admissible but are interesting, possibly the website uh, designer themselves, or the company behind them at least, submitted this using contact details off the guy's website. He's a critic in a paper. He's He's got a, a CV up on the web uh, with contact information, all that. It was just kind of harvested from there. And he didn't realize any of this until he started seeing his name in news headlines about this case at the Supreme Court and decided to be like, hey, guys, what's going on? Right, right. This plaintiff was like, I think I might be asked to do this. And so, yeah, yeah, just total bullshit and the court yeah decided they were going to give it credence and take it all the way to the supreme court and let it fly let it fly issued a ruling on it that's going to have impact all over the country how did this get that far with nobody nobody even talking to this guy how has he not played a part in any of this when it was supposedly his solicitation for a website that set all this off. It's goddamn scandalous. It's absolutely scandalous. Yeah. Like, at some point, doesn't the finding of fact somewhere before you yeah. you issue this this fine have to involve making sure this is a real thing that happened? Are we just allowed to issue these willy-nilly? I mean, part of me thinks this is as much on Colorado as anybody else. Why the fuck did they issue this fine? Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I would assume that there honestly should have been. I mean, I don't even know. I'm, I'm gobsmacked, really. Ugh, man. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, you, you think there should have been at least some base level of investigation. I mean, I guess, so... I'm thinking about the fact pattern here. She must have just called the cops on herself. Seriously, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to do a website for this guy. Oh, god damn it! So goddamn stupid. We live in the dumbest timeline. Still, I I yeah. don't understand that. Yeah. Oh, what else was there from the court? Am I forgetting anything? God, those are the last three major ones i think that were this week um god yeah, those two were the ones that were on friday um and then there was affirmative action on wednesday oh, i can't get the numbers i i will mention the tribes lost their first case of the year it was a, a fairly minor one it did not involve any actual treaty rights it involved enforcement of treaty rights uh, and it was over Gorsuch's strenuous objection. Uh, the court ruled fairly closely that uh, a treaty giving the Navajo water rights of the Colorado is is valid, but uh, it's not up to the federal government to enforce it. The, the tribes have to go do that themselves. Uh, which makes it a bit tougher on them, a bit more expensive, but also does not actually substantively remove any right they had, so they they are still batting a perfect score 
with the current composition of SCOTUS on actual substantive rights issues. It's been one of my, uh, I don't know, it's a very important area of the law that has a, a huge amount of like specific case law devoted just to it. But it doesn't get a lot of play, so I've been enjoying kind of following along with that as a complete outsider. It's, it's been enlightening. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And then uh, we closed out our legislative session here in Oregon. Um, it had the longest walkout so far. They do do this every year now, so it's it's not unique. But it did last a month and a half this time. Uh, there was a compromise to end it. I don't know why we compromised, but we did. Uh, not as far as the Republicans would have liked, but enough to get them to come back. There are 10 Republican lawmakers that will, theoretically, assuming the courts rule with the ballot measure, uh, not eligible to seek re-election next time. They wanted those absences excused as part of the deal. Uh, Democrats refused to bend on that. That was the one thing they did not jettison. So we will likely see that ballot measure tested in court. Some of the bigger legislation is not as eye-popping as the one that's probably going to be the most uh, in your face. Guess what's going to be legal next year, Dan? No. Guess. Okay. Hmm. I have no idea. Um... You're going to be able to pump your own gas in Oregon. No way. Yep. Self-serve gas has been legalized. Uh, now, there are some caveats. Self-serve will be available at every single gas station in the state that wants to do it. Uh, but they will be required to continue employing an attendant. They will be required to offer full-service gas at the exact same price as self-service gas. There can be no price gouging or anything on that. Uh it's it's going to be a little i don't know how many people are going to implement it at the gas stations but it's available now uh new jersey remains the last state where you can't pump your own gas so is it just like uh can't get people to do the job kind of thing i would assume like a full employment situation or i i i don't think so uh i think it's just people want to do it so they initially relaxed the rules a few years ago where during the overnight hours rural counties could offer self-serve gasoline when they would otherwise be closed uh and that passed with a fairly wide margin and then it got people agitating for the next step and the next step and the next step and then finally just everybody went along with it uh they're trying to mitigate the unemployment effects, but I do think you're going to see a decline in the number of jobs that are available there. So we'll see what happens. Okay. They also tinkered with our drug laws. Oregon had been the first state to decriminalize simple possession. Um, one of the things that has happened since then is that fentanyl has exploded onto the scene, and it was largely unknown when our decriminalization measure was passed. The decriminalization measure uh, specifies reasonable personal use limits that are still allowed to have penalties enforced. They are defelonized. They're no longer felonies, but they are still misdemeanor charges. I use the example in the group that more than a gram of heroin, two grams of coke, I think it's a gram of meth, 
We'll still net you a misdemeanor charge. Uh, fentanyl was not on that list because it was not a thing we worried about when we passed the drug decriminalization measure. Uh, the House voted almost unanimously, there was only one vote against it, to make uh, possessing more than a gram of a fentanyl-containing substance or compound a misdemeanor under state law puts fentanyl on basically the same level as all the other drugs out there uh, instead of making it a completely legal substance which it had been before yeah 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 i mean just you know been an absolute nightmare where it's been just tearing tearing life apart so yeah absolutely yeah the pull back a little bit on that (laughs) the number of times i've been exposed to secondhand fentanyl smoke is honestly kind of scary uh it's it's a little bit ridiculous i'm I'm glad to see it. I know there are mixed opinions in the group, but I'm I'm glad to see them taking it seriously. Uh, I do think we have a duty of care to others, and just because yeah. they want to ruin their life doesn't necessarily mean that we should allow that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I, I think what's what, what I'm sure what's probably driving a lot of the public addiction issues, I'm sure, is still housing prices, but still. Yeah, you gotta, you still gotta, it's still a problem when you've got rampantly available, no consequence-free fentanyl. (laughs) So, yeah, (laughs) you've got to have something that actually directs people to treatment. So, yeah, something like that, I think, is helpful. It's interesting you mentioned housing because the housing crisis was one of the things the legislature addressed in its final sprint. They passed a $200 million housing package, which is going to mostly fund cities to address their own housing crisis. Uh, Specifically, $27 million of that is set aside for rural counties. It also will implement the first statewide requirement that cities set and meet affordable housing building targets. Uh, It's also modifying the process for how the state evaluates land use laws in order to streamline that and, and make building easier basically so it's part of a a larger package that also included a new rent control measure which may uh caps rental increases at 10 percent regardless of inflation uh previously we had set limits on uh rent increases in the city of portland that was adjusted to include inflation uh, and then with inflation spiraling out of control that kind of made the the limits silly because they were almost doubling them because of the inflation that added to the price. Uh, Cities are also going to be able to just basically usurp land around them now. (laughs) There, yeah, Oregon has what are called urban growth boundaries where uh, development is not allowed to densify beyond that in order to keep rural and suburban character in certain areas. Uh, now cities will be able to just get rid of that. <laughs> they'll, they'll be able to set new urban growth boundaries based on population measures that they they evaluate, uh, and there's not really much that can be done <laughs> about it. Uh, it. It pretty much eliminates any sort of administrative objection to that in order to cut through red tape uh, on the permitting process. Yeah. Okay. 
in concert with the Federally Passed Ships Act, Oregon has uh, passed a own semiconductor production boost bill. We're going to be spending $210 million on that. Uh, that's going to pair with a total of $52 billion in federal uh, money from the CHIPS Act. Oregon's not getting all of that $52 billion, but it's getting a pretty big chunk. We have a, a rather large um, silicon wafer industry here. Intel has a fabrication plant on semiconductor, has a plant out here. Uh, I even had a roommate who worked for a semiconductor plant out in Hillsborough that wasn't either of those guys. Um, it's all part of the silicon forest, this little high-tech uh, industrial corridor we've got that includes Google data centers and all that. Uh, so that money is aimed at keeping them here. Intel has been exploring building new fabrication plants in other states, and Oregon very much wants them to not do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then here's one where we did compromise quite a bit uh, to get the Republicans back. There was going to be a fairly comprehensive uh, bill mandating acceptance of trans health care, children's trans health care, um, and really make parents second fiddles in that discussion, uh, including eliminating parental consent for uh, abortion, uh, eliminating parental consent for uh, gender normative uh, health care. That was pared down quite a bit uh now no longer needing parental consent for an abortion only begins at age 15. uh if doctors can convince the court that telling the parents would harm the child uh this also includes trans health care not just abortion then they yeah. could uh get a pass from the court to skip that step but it has to be something they do ahead of time um we really watered it down from where it was when it started. Uh, all this. Oh, and we also agreed. This is the part that actually pisses me off the most. We agreed not to expand abortion access in rural counties. Uh, we basically let the Republicans claim their part of the state as not getting more abortion money. Hmm. So it's mainly to, yeah, like uh, that I-5 corridor for the most part in the coast. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that, yeah, that's probably my most disappointing part of the session. Uh, another one that's kind of near and dear to my heart, we tore up basically everything in the gun control bill to get the Republicans to come back. Uh, in fact, the only part of it that actually survived to become law was banning ghost guns, 3D printed uh like distributed defense is a company that publishes a lot of these files to print um homemade guns without any tracking information or whatnot uh every other part of that law including raising the minimum age to buy most guns to 21 and simple simple things was was completely tossed out the window so joy uh we are Thanks to a last-minute infusion of funds that was signed by Governor Kotek, we are sending the largest K-12 budget we have ever sent. Uh, we're spending over $10 billion into the state school funds. 
$700 million more than what the current service level was asking for. And it's the most that's ever been put in there. Uh, that is a significant reversal from where we were at. We were been trying to get this money. The walkout had prevented it. Now the governor was able to sign it. She is incredibly proud of that. Uh, I, I'm sure this aligns with your interest too. It's good to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, that that kind of does it. The other big thing, I guess, that a lot of people noticed is that the legislature was intending to set up campaign finance limits, uh, but that was one of the bills that they decided there wasn't enough time for after the uh, the walkout. So there will not be campaign finance limits in Oregon again. Well, yeah, kind of been around on that carousel and hmm. yeah. we did however as as part of the package that was supposed to go with campaign finance limits that we apparently didn't have time to pass we did find time to pass a piece of it which is going to be implementing uh ranked choice voting oh yeah well wow. it's it's not a full implementation it's just it's sending it to to a, a ballot measure so we're going to get a vote on that uh but they did set up the question for us it's uh going to be an election next year not this year okay that's i mean that you know that could uh yeah keep i know, i'd uh, love to see it it's worked out well everywhere it. it's yeah. it's been done before so I'm I'm very happy to see it. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think that's gonna just about do it. We turned two topics into about forty minutes, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, there were definitely some meaty stuff there between you know the legislative wrap up and you know just the absolute detail of the last week at the court. Man, they saved the worst for last. So. I, I really strongly suspect we're probably going to see this ballot measure about not being able to run for re-election end up at the Supreme Court at some point this year. Yeah, yeah. I would would not surprise me at all if they end up challenging that. I mean, there's probably some First Amendment implications there, but yeah, good God. Oh, well. There's got to be some consequences for that horse shit. There really constantly. does constantly tying things up with that crap uh it's been four years in a row now that they have ran away four years in a row it is a regular feature of our legislature at this point it's absolutely ridiculous people are fucking fed up with it hmm. all right well before i get too worked up about that i think that's gonna call it thanks for joining all me right. dan absolutely see you next week you too bye